0: episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, reigning FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, I can hear you so crisp and clear with my new microphone with in-ear feedback.
1: It's raining, <laughs> raining. Ooh, baby, it's raining. Sorry, raining champion. Uh, Yeah, we've all upgraded <laughs> tech this week.
2: We are so fucking...
1: 21st century, it's unreal. This
2: is podcasting. <laughs> when you're dripping in Patreon money like we are, we're just throwing out the dollar. Just like, let's get some more new kit. Let's make things sound better.
1: Yeah, why not? We've got, like, monitors and, like, mixers and shit.
2: Oscar bought a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> That was it yeah. the reason? Recent... <laughs> and a whole PA system, which seems excessive. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a
0: man behind him making him
1: cups of tea and bringing him yeah. yeah.
0: No, I got a Tesla too. I needed to, like, I, you know, I, for the podcast, I got a new car, I got a new house, you know, all this Hired stuff. I'm going to justify every purchase from now on.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's where, that's where your Patreon money's going.
0: Yeah, I mean, genuinely, like, I am excited to be on this. Like, I can actually hear you guys. It's so cool. <laughs> While recording.
2: The rest of oh, wow. the time, he's just been winging it.
0: Yeah. You've been
1: doing a really good job at guessing what we're saying.
0: I mean, I've known you guys for so many years now that it's like, uh, I can do it without having to think <laughs> You're about it. He's
1: just very, very good at lip reading.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, man, that reminds me, actually. Speaking of non-sequiturs that don't have anything to do with the Premier League, we've been watching this show on Amazon this week called um World's Toughest Race. It's like a hundred six hundred kilometer I think, race. I think that's about right. It's like 10 days through jungle, hiking up mountains, and there was one lady doing it who's deaf. And they had to, they got lost that night because she couldn't read lips the way she yeah, usually does. Yeah,
1: I, I saw that. Is that the one with the New Zealand guys in it that are absolutely amazing and they win it like yes. every year?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, they were at one point they were running. Ian, these people are so insane; they're out of their minds. At one point they were running, and he's like, "Oh, it's just a bit of hypothermia. We'll run it off."
1: <laughs> well, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. And they they there's a bit where they have to like sail across about a hundred miles of open ocean just in these little like boats that you see in like moana where they've just got like the little bit <laughs> off the side and i've been watching a lot of moana guys it's in my head uh, you're welcome um and yeah like these people are insane because it's like a it's meant to take like 40 something days and uh, i mean not to ruin it but the people do it in like 20 that come first and no they it's don't, less it's even less it was like yeah they don't sleep for the first three days <laughs>
2: <Cool>. <laughs> they just run Is this something that's going to make me feel woefully inadequate as a person?
1: Yeah. Speaking of
2: woefully inadequate, how are Peterborough getting on? Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? 3-0 against the real Wimbledon. Uh, The real Dons. Yeah. I don't like to beat them. You know, one nil would have been fine, but 3 0 nil—it's rubbing it in. I'd rather beat MK Dons three nil than the real Wimbledon. Sammy smodix quickfire double, mate. Oh, lovely, lovely. And it was—it was a tactical masterclass from Darren Ferguson. Changed things around just before half time because it wasn't working out, and then it was just bang bang, and then third goal just to finish him off. Oh, it's good times. All, all other results generally seem to be going our way as well. There is such a dearth of quality in that league; it is horrendous. That like it's such a poor league. <laughs> it's it's we're just all stumbling towards the top. But uh, I mean, the the people at the top are like Hull and Lincoln and Doncaster. It's, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> but I mean, we'll, we'll we'll smash it. But it's awful.
0: So you guys are going up next year, is that what you think? Is that I what you're talking about? It, He's really setting himself up for oh, a fall no, now. Oh no, I <laughs> am, but it, <laughs> I, I really Like
2: shit, I would do anything. <laughs> we're only slightly oh, less shit. Stuff. <laughs> oh. LinkedIn,
1: Doncaster <laughs> fucking shit house.
2: It's all just, just sort of.
1: Peterborough <laughs> have finished seventh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, if the EFL decide to screw us again, we will. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> but um, yeah, how Wickham getting on in the championship? That's going really well for them, isn't it? That's going really well for them. They clearly deserve to be there. Could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> in 24th. <laughs> below points deduction, Sheffield yeah, and, Wednesday. And will be next <laughs> season, yeah.
0: Well, Ian, I hope you have a package of tissues nearby because I'm about to tell you that Peterborough are the most likely to get promoted according to five thirty eight. Blue Moon!
2: Yes, come on.
0: The single most likely to get promoted. That's including through winning the league or through the playoffs. They are 63% to go up as of this moment.
1: That's how it works. 63. If you, get, if you get promoted, I'll come watch. I won't watch fucking League One, mate.
2: <laughs> well, no, you I'm should kidding. you should come down for the... Because obviously me and Finley still haven't claimed... Uh, uh hospitality tickets or whatever for when oh, Finley yeah. won the Caraval Cup with Peter Ron fever. So yeah, you should come down for that. You know, you can yeah. be, meet some players who are only slightly better than you. <laughs> be good. You do me far too much credit, sir.
0: Ah, uh, trunk it'll <laughs> be good practice. Oh go on, go good it'll be good practice for next year when you're down in the championship with them. We're a two-thirds championship podcast, right, Ian? Shade.
1: I'm beginning <laughs> I'm beginning to regret letting you go then. <laughs> I was all ready to come in with a joke and and something about being nice when I bought because when I bought fucking I bought Finley that shirt afterwards
2: yes yeah, to course.
1: commemorate I get so many fucking emails from Peter
2: Brothers. oh dear. Is it an aggressive marketing strategy?
1: So aggressive. It's not like they're desperate for money
2: or anything. Riddled.
1: My inbox is fucking riddled.
0: You got to make sure you check off that box that's like, I do not want news. I do not want specials. I don't want anything to do with
1: you. They, they, they used to be, I do not want. And now it's like tick if you not if you don't not want. And now they're using like triple negatives and you don't tick the box. I don't know. Fuck. Listen,
2: you need to know when the goalkeeper kit goes into a 30% off sale, all right? We all need to know these things, okay? That's the email I got this week.
1: Yep. Uh, yep, yeah. yeah, there it is. Save to, fav- <laughs> oh, <save> to favourites. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, I get that email from Chelsea, and I'm like, ooh, okay, I could use another third-keeper goal kid. I haven't gotten a second one this year.
2: Yeah, those emails are designed for people like you, Oscar. Yeah,
0: they sure are. They definitely are. All right, well, if you are joining us for the first time, that's the banter section out of the way. We are two Brits, one American. We talk about the Premier League, and we are happy to have you, and if you have come back... All the better. We love you very much. Thank you. Uh, Leave us a review, a like, tell a friend, all that good stuff. And we will kick things off with our famous segment, as we always do, and that is... Rapid, rapid, rapid rapid-fire news. Our top story this evening, gentlemen, we'll start things off with something nice for once. Manchester United and England forward Sir Dr. Marcus Rashford has been named in Time Magazine's Next 100 list as someone who is helping to shape the future in recognition of his campaigning work on child poverty. The list compromises athletes, entertainers, and political leaders, among others, with the 20-year-old appearing under the classification of advocate.
1: He believes the children are the future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. She was on to something. Whitney Houston? Yeah. She was on quite a lot of things, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it positive. Keep it light. Cocaine. Um... (laughs) No, good on Dr. Sir Marcus Rashford. Boy, I don't, sorry, I, I mean, I'm all for him winning stuff, but what does it mean? I don't understand what it is, sorry. I'm just, I hear <laughs> Marcus Rashford, and I'm happy, and to be honest, then I heard Time Magazine 100 advocating uh, avocados, he's uh, feeding feeding kids.
0: Ah, uh, it's it's not anything, it's just a magazine that, does, <laughs> that makes a list. It's like being World's Sexiest Man, you know. They're the people that do, like, Time Person of the Year, right? Like, have you guys heard of that over Right, okay. Same magazine. They also do like the next 100, so like young people who are doing cool things. Actually, are they young? I don't actually know. But either way, it's a nice thing for people outside of England, right? An American magazine to be like, "Hey, look, this guy's doing really cool things."
2: Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. It's nice that uh, the the wider world might be noticing that you can do things other than uh, be a total prick. You can. No, not you, <laughs> mate. No.
0: Oh. Oh. Right. Okay. One. One, might.
2: <laughs> One might. One might choose to feed the children. I feed. I feed one child. Hey, so we can do, mate. Literally.
0: All right, well, from good news to even better news, gentlemen, our second story this evening. A safe stolen from the home of Everton manager Carlo Ancelotti in a burglary has been recovered. I don't know. This was a weird one, so I just picked it out. I didn't tell you guys again. <laughs> I
2: don't remember seeing this one.
0: In the rundown? No. Two male offenders wearing black clothing and balaclavas made off with the safe from interest Mr. Ancelotti's home. On Friday, the occupants of the house were unarmed. Um, the force said that the safe which had been forced open was found dumped in a car park off Reynolds Lane in Thornton on Saturday. This is
2: and I only watched it last night, but this is basically the start of Ant Man, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: pretty much. And also I mean, that's pretty impressive. You stole like how big was the safe? Was it like a big safe? Like one of those or just like they dug out a bit of the floor.
0: It was like Fast. Uh, is it Fast Five or Fast Six? The one where they dragged the safe behind two sports cars like, through an entire city.
2: That sounds like a reasonable plot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies. No, just Are me.
2: We, you know I don't. You know I don't really care. You
0: for know I haven't suspicions. seen
1: them. Although, consciously, I tried to watch uh, Fast Four the other day. I mean, admittedly, I started it quite late at night and I fell asleep. But you know, it, hectic. <laughs> it's hectic.
0: It sure is. Yeah, Four <laughs> is not one of the good ones. If you just want to watch, if you watch Five, Six, and Seven that's the, oh, like a okay, trilogy right, well. to watch um but in one of those scenes they're dragging a safe through downtown like i think it's rio they're in brazil i'm pretty sure and it's just like wrecking <laughs> buildings and bus stops and stuff it's a cool scene okay. um, and so yeah
2: i'm sure i could appreciate it from a visual spectacle
0: that's that's really all you have to go on. <laughs> yeah okay, this, you fucking watched baywatch and liked it so you know speaking I of did visual like, spectacles I did like baywatch. I like
1: baywatch. baywatch is phenomenal <laughs> Phenomenal might be pushing it. It's so good. <laughs> and especially like, the bit at the end where like, she comes across, like, Pamela and Anderson comes across in slow motion. They're like, How is she doing?
2: <laughs> it is delightful. Like it is delightfully self
1: referential. It's a great film. Yeah. Marvel level post credit scenes.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, let's move on to the next story. And that is something also um, good. <laughs> I've been podcasting for over 100 episodes. I know how to transition between things. And that is our next story. All Premier League fixtures will remain available to watch live in the UK until fans are allowed to return to stadiums. Games will continue to be broadcast by Sky Sports, BT Sport, Amazon Prime Video, and the BBC. Broadcast selections for March and for the rearrangement of previously postponed games will be announced in due course.
1: I mean, we kind of knew it was going to happen anyway because every time they said they were going to stop it, they extended it by another month.
2: Are you getting any of the football fatigue, though, of it just... Because none of the matches are on at the same time unless they're... um midweek evening matches so yeah. it's all spread out and i must admit it gets it can be a little bit much when i'm trying to convince yeah. kelly that i need to watch a third game and in a day which never happens i never managed to watch all the football no. i want to do but they all yeah it's just getting a bit tiring i think yeah i think it was nice in theory yeah but
1: especially when like the game is bad yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and you don't have anywhere else
2: to hide.
0: AKA most of the soccer at this point (laughs) in the world with how tired everybody
2: is. I think I look forward to it going back to just, I'd like it it all to stay on television. I think that's Hmm. the future, but not necessarily all stretched out so as every game is sort of separated. It'll be nice when it goes back to what it used to be. I mean, what is nice is that they keep putting an absolute dog shit game at Saturday three o'clock. Um, I mean, this week was, I think, Burnley, West Brom. So I don't feel bad at all about watching Peterborough instead. Like, it's not a problem. (laughs) So that's quite nice because every Saturday it's either been a palace match or someone terrible. So I've not felt the need to watch. Thanks, mate. No worries.
1: You heard it here first as well, folks. Ian Stimson, television is the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is to him. He still thinks it's the craziest thing he's ever seen. (laughs) Don't tell him about the internet. (laughs) He thinks he's talking to a radio right now.
2: Well, Chuck will attest to it. The first time the sort of Amazon Prime thing happened, where Mm. there were multiple games at the same time, me and Chuck... We're in a pub with a few people watching oh, yeah, the matches. We and we were losing our mind at how great it was having like four or so five great. different matches on different screens in different areas of the bar. It was. Uh...
1: I think there were three games they were showing. And then we had a tablet and a laptop on our <laughs> table with the other two. Oh, so good. It was so clearly fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> <blank as> well. <laughs> it
2: was just like, who got
1: that assist? Who did it? People, yeah, no one has any idea who we're actually Supporting or whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mountain got an assist. (laughs) Yeah, screaming when you get to the 60th minute. That clean sheet is in. He's been subbed off. My defender's been subbed off in the 62nd minute. Get in. Points locked in. Oh, are you
3: watching
1: this game or do you have a girlfriend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to the next story then. Uh, the National League will carry on for the remainder of the season, but the North and South divisions have been declared null and void.
1: Bit weird for you to dive this down, far down on the pyramid, Oscar. What's the opposite of altitude sickness? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Submergence <laughs> disease? Yeah, the blood is just flying back through, back up his nose into his brain.
0: What's that thing yes. that uh, that uh, submarine divers get, right? Don't they get like their bones yeah, bent? Yeah, the bends. The bends. The bends. Yeah, this is the bends.
2: When he comes back up through the new section into the fixtures, he'll get the bends. <laughs> yeah, because he'll do it too quickly. He'll, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. He got decompressed, mate.
1: He should have gone non-league, league one, Yeah, upper, we're doing it in the wrong then order. Then back to Premier League. <laughs> Slowly build up through the pyramid. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need to lie down, go get treatment and get your blood looked at.
0: <laughs> and I appreciate that, Chuck, because I believe this is the first time anyone has ever said we're moving too quickly through anything that has to do with rapid fire news. So.
2: Never never happened before when Chuck said, slow down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no thoughts on the National League getting voided? Well, or... I,
2: to be honest, I thought they weren't playing already. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah, the North and South have been voided. I mean, you're getting, there's probably some semi-professional clubs in there. Uh, it, it is bad because obviously you might get some clubs go to the wall, and that's that's never good. Uh, especially if you're talking community clubs that you know people people rely on either for not necessarily for income, but just something to give a sense of community and to mm. go and go and support. You know, so that is that is sad. Uh, definitely, uh, something you know, not everyone can afford. 30, 40 quid to go and support their team. You know, even at League One level, it cost me 26 quid to see Peterborough. You know, it gets expensive if you want to take the family. So, you know, it's it, it's a shame if any clubs go to the wall and that's looking more and more likely. Um, I don't know how much access they get to these support packages that the Premier League have sent down. But yeah, hopefully no one's going to go to the wall.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, these are hard times. So let's uh, let's just hope that the pyramid may continue long into eternity question mark (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay cool all right let's move on then uh to our last story today and that is uh kind of related to the soccer so it'll be a good transition to
2: rashford school to go
0: yay uh who got the assist
1: well, my fucking... <laughs> yeah, I don't not know, you,
0: Ian. He, he has the thing up in
1: front of him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen I just, I literally just saw him kick it in. I have no idea who got the assist.
0: There you go. All right. Well, our next story and our final story on the Rapid Fire News today. Aston Villa manager Dean Smith will investigate how news of Jack Grealish's injury emerged in the 24 hours before their 2-1 loss to Leicester City. <laughs> Villa's captain was rolled out with a leg injury, ending a run of 48 consecutive Premier League starts. Smith said it is not a long-term problem and hopes that, to have Grealish available soon although it is understood he could be out for a month. Uh, Anyone want to tell Dean Smith about FPL Twitter or um, are we going to keep that (laughs) in the dark?
2: Yeah, about the FPL account that said multiple Aston Villa uh, club staff and players had had subbed Grealish out of their team this week. So, yeah, we're all going to find out. Apparently the injury is not as bad as uh, first thought. It's only going to be one or two weeks apparently. But, um, yeah, that's how we know because you you all sort out your FPL teams Mm. without us knowing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is this the first time that fpl twitter has like cracked a mystery and like made it to the big time news you think
2: i don't know i it's getting more and more ubiquitous i mean patrick bamford doesn't seem to be able to get through a post-match now to, without being asked whether he captained himself yeah about mentioning
1: it it was that i remember last year was probably one of the first times when uh, like at the start of the year john lundstrom was well confused because he was like yeah they put me as a defender for some reason like he got asked that in a post match or an interview or something. Yeah. And now, yeah, it, it is getting mentioned way, way more. So I don't know. But yeah, these weird bot Twitter accounts that give you updates on whether someone involved in a football club has transferred out a player at that club. And... I fucking love it. That's so amazing.
0: That's I'm equally crazy. as crazy, or I don't know, it might be even more crazy. I don't know. Then those people who track the flights on deadline day, who are like, "Oh, <laughs> this private jet Arsenal from this fans. airport." Is- I
1: believe you're referring to Arsenal fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I've definitely seen it for Chelsea as well. They're always keeping track of helicopter stuff because Roman loves sending his helicopter for like deadline day transfers.
2: <laughs> oh, brilliant! Really? So I'm like flight radar. Yeah, like, that's Rayner, like you a known a- thing in the
0: Chelsea fan community. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, helicopter <laughs> 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 flight, new booking or whatever. Oh, I love it. Ah, all right. Well, that's uh, that'll do it for rapid fire news. So let's um move on to our next segment and that is fixtures oh, fixtures, decompress, fixtures decompress
2: decompress decompress slowly <laughs> slowly you need to acclimatize
0: uh, all right well let's start things off with a mere couple of hours after we finished recording last time and this will double up with something from yesterday as well and that is chelsea 2 newcastle zero chelsea 2.5 to Newcastle 0.4 And that was followed up by a match on Saturday, February 20th with Southampton 1, Chelsea 1, Southampton 0.5 to Chelsea's 1.5. So a good win, a comprehensive win, putting their chances away against Newcastle, and then a semi-frustrating draw against Southampton, perhaps not putting away as many of those chances. Gentlemen, do you have any reactions to the week Chelsea have had this week?
1: Oh, you went so far back, I was really confused. I was like, what's he talking <laughs> about, 2-0 and Newcastle and things? But Newcastle are playing Man United. You know? I don't understand time <laughs> concepts right now as we record. Ah, I can't remember that far back, so I won't bother, and it's Newcastle, so I'm not really giving that one much uh, credence, but that Southampton-Chelsea game was pretty fucking dull
0: yeah is that the only Chelsea match you've watched recently because <laughs> they've all been pretty fucking dull since Tuchel took over has
2: that been uh, yeah. has that been something you've noticed uh sort of just uh, has that been deliberate as in let's just keep things relatively tight let's you know play relatively slowly let's just see where we're at or is this how Tuchel's gonna be is it gonna be pretty dull football
0: uh no 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 I do think this is going somewhere yeah perhaps a bit more slowly than people would have hoped and perhaps with not quite the same personnel that people would have hoped. Although like literally the first thing everyone said was the watch out. He's going to make weird player decisions. Mm. Um, But it's going to be a possession system that tries to create really high value chances, much like city, but in a different sort of tactical way. Uh, But for right now, until those players learn to like know each other Within the context of that specific system, as well as, uh, you know, like the City guys do, for example, who are much further down the line. Um, Like I was watching City Arsenal before and it was a pretty boring match, but like every single time that someone in the midfield passed the ball on City, someone in the front line would make a run every time. So it's like, okay, I get the ball and I look for the run. If not, I cycle it around to someone, other other midfielder, Mm. they get the ball, they look for a run. And we just keep doing that until there's like an easy, easy run. And I was comparing it in my head to watching Chelsea play in the last few games. And when someone in the Chelsea midfield gets that same pass...
1: They give it to w- Timo Werner and then he runs down a blind alley and ends up putting a tame shot into oh, the back. Oh, St. Maximan has scored and he's done a little dance. Oh,
2: hello,
1: <laughs> St. Maximan! But perfect timing, Ian, because that will take the sting off of my burn for Oscar.
0: Uh, I mean, Timo Werner literally scored in one of the matches that we're talking about, so not, not particularly stingy <laughs> this week, at least.
1: Against Newcastle.
0: Yeah, one of the goals was Newcastle. A, yeah, of New- the Newcastle goals. <laughs> Newcastle. Um, No, look, I think that when the Chelsea players have the ball, like, those runs aren't happening right away, and so the midfielder looks for the run, but forwards are almost, like, looking for the pass before they make the run, and so until those passes start happening with the runners knowing that they're going to happen, and until the runners start going and the passers know that the runners are going to go, like, basically, they just need to, like, trust each other, right? And, like, City do stuff before it happens, knowing that it's about to happen, whereas... Chelsea are just always reacting. And so they're like one second slower in their decision making. And it looks really ponderous. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it will always look ponderous. I'm not like particularly concerned. Um, Just feeling impatient. I do want them to not be boring and fun to watch. Obviously, that's more fun.
1: Yeah, but the the football perverts just kind of easing it in. He's lubing it up. He's putting (laughs) so much lube on.
0: (laughs) I think he's actually literally the opposite of a football pervert in this regard. Because football perverts are like, ah, fuck it. Let's just attack. Like nothing else matters. But he's just like, no, no, no. Let's, like, stabilize. Let's, like, really slow things down. He's like,
1: nah, I'd say that's more football deviant. (laughs) No more deviant. (laughs) If you're going going crazy straight away, that's a football deviant. That's different to a football pervert in my ranking
0: system. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They'll get more fun. I hope it happens soon. I also want to see Pulisic play, and he hasn't been playing, and i wonder if it's injury or what else is going on but
1: speaking of player management what's your thoughts on the weirdness with callum hudson o'doy
0: oh oh okay there's so much mind games happening there i love it so much genuinely like i think that tuchel's doing a really really good job in the art of almost seduction (laughs) or manipulation like he's seducing callum not sexually but like Mm. to like believe in his like don't rule anything out yeah (laughs) speaking of football never say
1: never never.
0: (laughs) No, like, okay, so, like, the first thing he did with Callum was, like, arm around the shoulder, like, come here, you're my buddy, you're my boy, I'm going to play you at wing back, but it's going to work out, if not, I'm going to play you in this position, He's, I'm playing you all the time, and then in this one, he brought him in, and I think that there's probably some truth, um, to my eye, like, Callum looked like he was creating stuff, he looked like he was the most, sort of, lively attacker, um, but what Tuchel said in the press, press conference, is that what they're post-match. called? Post-match. the post-match thing, thank you, Ian, yes, uh, was that he, that... Callum was not pressing as intensely or as in as many scenarios as he would have wanted. Like basically, he wasn't executing a tactical thing, and so like like I said with Pep a couple of weeks ago, like he doesn't necessarily care other things than the thing that he wants to see out of a specific player, t- specific yeah. tactical instruction. So Callum went out; he was creating stuff, but if he wasn't doing the specific pressing that Tuko wanted, then I guess. Um, but in terms of like making him happy and then putting him down and m- making him. I feel like that's just another constant case of like trying to make him a little bit hungrier, of being like, oh, okay, I really do need to press really intensely if this guy's going to keep it was, playing.
1: It was also the comment on the body language thing, yeah. though. That was the one where even on Match of the Day, I mean, it was you know, it's fucking Martin Keown and Danny Murphy, so not like <laughs> the cut and thrust of football knowledge or correctness, but they were very <laughs> anti him coming out in that way, being quite so direct against. Yeah. Uh, in in that sort of way maybe because it was a bit personal rather than a professional assessment maybe i don't know
0: mm, yeah i could see that um i don't know i'm not reading too much into it, it honestly was way that, like it not. was the
2: way he instantly answered the question though wasn't it it was oh, oh, how... he did have
0: that answer ready to go. i think he knew people were going to be like oh you're sub, the sub like he, he yeah. was thinking about it before he got to the mic
1: especially when someone was being creative
2: attacking and on the ball like he really was
0: yeah. Right, he was. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. definitely was. I mean, it's not the done
2: thing, is it? That's the that's the thing. It goes against what we what we all assume is the done thing, is that you if you bring someone on at half time, making a half time sub, you could say, is is not that often done anyway, unless things are really yeah. bad. And I guess you were one-nil down against the runner play, so maybe a change was required. But a half time, you know, hooking someone at half time is generally considered a little bit funny. So to, yeah, to and he then- did, and he
0: specifically addressed that Tammy wasn't hurt. That he took Tammy off did for he? like tactical reasons, also. So he took Tammy off at halftime and pissed him off. Yeah, right. and then he took Callum off yeah. like thirty minutes later. I mean, and pissed him off. Someone
2: thirty minutes after you bring him on, it does. It sends a message without you then having to go out in the press and say the body language was bad <laughs> and stuff. So I mean, the message yeah. has been sent, in my opinion. But the
0: message has definitely been sent. Yeah, I mean, I told you guys he's an asshole. He's known for being an asshole. Like yeah. he's not going to shy away yeah. from doing asshole things if he thinks that it's going to get good play out of the guys. So.
2: Sure, Chilwell likes him. <coughs> <clears throat> nice well, I, was,
0: I, I texted you guys this. I was like, it's hilarious that Lampard got fired, even though like the performances were pretty good, but like we all, we kind of came to the consensus that it's like, oh, because of the expectation, because it's 200 million pounds or whatever. And then Tuchel comes in and it's like, only one player playing yesterday was one of those shiny new toys that we bought over the summer. No, Chilwell. Silva's injured, obviously. Um, Ziyech came off as a sub. Mm. Havertz didn't even make the squad. Not really sure what's happening with him. Or he might have been on the bench, actually. I don't think so, no. I don't think he even made the squad. Um, And Alonso's playing over well, as you mentioned. So like, I guess Tuchel gets to come in and not have to worry about that. I don't know, but that seems pretty weird to me. I'm I'm keeping an eye on that specifically um, in terms of things to be potentially concerned about. But can't complain. Two goals conceded in seven matches under Tuchel, undefeated. Uh, and so I guess from there, we can move on to Wednesday, February 17. Uh, and we'll take this one in pair's also.
1: Oh, God, I need to change tabs again. What have you done? Th- you're going back in time.
0: Ah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just following the timeline on yeah, I know, like I understand, like literally going down by date. <laughs> uh, we had Everton 1, Manchester City 3, Everton 1.1 one one, to Man City's 1.2. And then also today we had Manchester City playing Arsenal, Arsenal 0, Manchester City 1, Arsenal 0.3, to City's two point one, so the party just keeps on going, the bus just keeps rolling, and everybody get the fuck out the way because City are gonna dominate this league, pretty much. Is
1: that seventeen? 70- it was fifteen wins in a row, wasn't it? Last time we spoke. That yes, thirteen right. in the
0: league and seventeen overall, I believe. Okay, so
1: that's now seventeen wins in a row. <laughs> 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 what what, what, what can you do but laugh? What do you want to say? What? What? There's nothing really cutting edge we can say about it, is it? They do that. They They went out today against Arsenal. Second minute, Sterling scores.
2: And then just lock it down, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I don't need... They still generated 2.1. <laughs> like, that's not locking it down. They just no, but going. If it, that's,
2: the ba- that's the baseline generation against Arsenal. That's fine. That's just... <laughs> you
0: know, that's what you do. Yeah, that's true.
2: Baseline generation.
0: That game, man. <laughs> I've seen testimonials with more intensity than that match. <laughs> like, i know arteta loves pep but really just laid down for him oh yeah he got his belly tickled didn't he speaking of football perverts <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: can we talk about the other side like we can't say anything about city what, what what should we say about hard, C? can we talk it? about everton yeah. can we talk about everton just like sure m- let's
0: talk. actually everton almost gave him a fight it was 1.2 to 1.1 so like that's pretty close and then everton their second match was obviously we'll talk about the big one then and that is Liverpool 0, Everton 2. Everton finally winning at Anfield and winning over Liverpool at all. First time they beat Liverpool since 2010. First win at Anfield since 1999. Uh, and they beat them on XG, 2.0 to 1.5 on XG as well. So a bit of a lucky scoreline, but they beat them and they beat them fair.
1: Yeah, derp them right up. This is great. Liverpool are now 33 points worse off than at this time last season.
2: 33. And we are, what, two-thirds of the way through the season?
1: Yeah, so it could be worse. can be worse. Can they get to 50 points? Well, they'll get relegated. I'm sure
0: they could. (laughs) (laughs) They'll try. (laughs) I mean, I do have some numbers on Liverpool uh, if we want to get into the Liverpool side of this match um, because it is such a drastic, drastic difference, the last side.
1: Hang on, so we're going to do more than just... <laughs> Liverpool?
0: <laughs> are we
1: actually gonna get? Are we actually gonna give like make it seem like we know what we're talking about?
0: I'll do my best.
1: On, <laughs> ah, I make no promises.
0: <laughs> I looked at their attacking numbers. I looked at their defensive numbers, and I looked at specifically their finishing numbers to see if maybe something's going on with the front three guys. My working theory, other than obviously Van Dijk is injured, and that's like one of the biggest losses you can have to a squad in the world. But I also wanted to know, like, is there something more going on? So let's look at the attack and see. Those three guys, Salah, Mane, Firmino, they're all on the wrong side of the age curve. So, like, I said in the preview pod that, like, it wasn't likely that they were all going to get bad, but it was likely that one of the three of them would fall off in their numbers. Uh, turns out I was wrong. Their, uh, their numbers are still very good in the expectation. They haven't really changed much. Um, we've seen Saleh and Mana both drop off a bit on expected assists, um, which does make sense. If they are dropping off in goals overall, then, yep. you know, there's no there's no one to assist at that point. Um, and especially Sala, his actual assists have gone from less than half than what they were last season per 90. Um, but for the most part, Firmino's super stable. Mane is pretty stable. Sala's shooting numbers are really good. Um, their expected goals per 90 three seasons ago was 1.94. Last season, title winning season, 1.88. And then this year, 1.86. So slight decline each season to the next, but not like a huge decline in their attack. Um, so it really just is the defense because here's their expected goals allowed numbers uh, 0.79 per match two seasons ago that went up last year to 1.05 so over a goal per match and then this year 1.27 so that is a 25 percent increase in their expected goals allowed per match wow
2: so this is a symptom of playing people out of position in defense you have to presume because it's been brought up hasn't it that it's a it's an odd thing to do to have so little trust in in your backup defenders that you completely hobble your midfield mm. in order to bring bring people back into defence. So as you said, I think a couple of weeks ago, Chuck, it's you're, you're you're hamstringing two bits of your team, and the the link up between the three, you know, traditionally the three phases of the pitch defense midfield and attack has been has been not there at all there's been no link up at all and i think a lot of it is because i think we like to take the piss out of him but henderson is such a good midfielder and
0: henderson who by the way has hurt for some significant amount of time now he went down with a groin muscle thing
2: yeah in this match yeah so it's gonna force it's gonna force clop to use some of the young defenders isn't it you would have you would have thought unless he's going to play Salah back well, there, yeah. And 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 now it's like you have to use them out of
1: necessity rather than putting them in with someone in front who yeah. like Henderson, who can then lead them and make sure they're in the right places as they are. Yeah, because at the minute is not coming from Allison from behind because he's a little bit all over the shop, or yep. has been, you know he's not at Allison level. And so yeah, it's, you know you can't just use the oh, Van Dyke's injured. Like if because then if if everything hint hangs on that one person, then you're not a good team, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, exactly. No, it makes no sense to me how you want to play the victim with all of these injuries and every team has, has had important injuries. And if you look at injury tables, there are teams with more, a lot more in some cases than Liverpool or a lot more longer term injuries or whatever. Like on average, isn't it like something stupid, like teams are expecting like 150, 200 injuries a season. And then like, in- included in that is like your one or two days and your whatever yeah, like right. your real, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i'm not sort of saying like two three week layoffs of every player yeah. but uh, I, st- I still don't get it like right oh i've got squad issues oh, i've got this right so i'm gonna fuck up two different positions in my team oh and also this person who can come in as an attacking player i'm gonna send him out on loan to southampton and like let him do well yeah. so that maybe he can come in next year and you're like yeah okay fine that's a form of future planning but if your squad depth is so little that you're having to play central midfielders in as defenders and now academy and stuff in central midfield and central defence and people out of position like what, what are you doing what are you doing when, when you're you haven't you know who did, did they buy anyone apart from Thiago this year and he's you know oh he's great at passing sideways yeah. he'll do like compilations <laughs> of his 70 passes versus the Aston Villa under 16s but 30 a 33 point drop off
0: a 33 point drop it's off it's massive at this point so that so like obviously i just gave all the numbers and that's like that side of it but to me like this is where we have to bring in the story of those numbers or tell the context of those numbers and try to interpret them um because that's like the real work of of like analytic stuff and to me it's that like klopp actually funny that we talk about football perverts klopp this has been a season of perversion <laughs> He uh, has had to destabilize his team and his system and change the system to a more inherently unstable system that brings in variants, in the hopes that their natural talent, especially in attack, will be able to counteract the effect of more instability and more chaos, basically. So, like, we'll just—we'll create a chaotic game where the, there will be five goals scored— but we will have hopefully scored three of those five yeah. goals, right? <laughs> that was his goal, um, and I think it, that that, that was just f- that like was liverpool's first
1: mistake every year, apart from last year. Though
0: that does sound a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like especially Liverpool pre Klopp was like very like fuck it. Let's just throw Sturridge, Suarez, and Sterling at this problem, and maybe that we'll win a league that way. Like, um, I think that was a bad choice, and then I think from there it just has like tailspinned horrendously, um, and then I think that the other half is also. Just pure regression. Because, like, let's not forget that we spent all of last season being like, wow, mm. this Liverpool team are really good, but they're not as good as their numbers say. And next year they're going to regress to the mean, like, in the actual sense. Yeah. <laughs> and um, people are going to be saying, like, oh, my God, this Liverpool team are so much worse. This Liverpool team are so much worse. What happened? And it's like, no, it's just like.
1: Last season was the outlier, not this Last season, season
0: was the outlier. Exactly. So some combination of, like, he changed his tactics. He destabilized his team. They do look much more vulnerable mm. at the back, much more open to like high-value chances getting generated against them, and then also them just like crashing down to their actual numbers as opposed to last year. Well, yeah, because like,
1: last year they finished 25, 25 points above expected.
0: And this um, year they're, what, like three points below so far? Yeah, four down.
1: So like.
0: Yeah, I think they're, on, they're third behind Chelsea on expected points, which is that last year they were about even with Chelsea on expected points, like... It's City by expected numbers, and then us and Liverpool by expected numbers, and then in, in real numbers, Liverpool have gone well above their expectation. Are, are you trying
1: to say that, like you said last year, that over time, because the numbers are right and you follow the numbers, you're right? Is that what you're in the
0: long run? We're always, I'm always right. Yes, that's correct.
1: <laughs> oh, no, okay, eventually <laughs> I'm proved right.
0: Eventually I'm proved right. It might be until after all of us are dead, and so you know I'm going to die happy knowing that I will be proved right even after that. Oh, good
2: stuff. So. Good. Um, now this might be ridiculously basic pitch, but that's sort of the role I play, so I'm gonna continue it. Um there when Klopp first came to Liverpool, uh there was a lot of talk ridiculous talk often of the Gagan press and the intensity of the game that he was going to play. Mm. Um is there anything in the fact that it might have just taken a long time for that to catch up with Liverpool from a fitness point of view? These are all sort of top of top of the line athletes, but uh, has playing at that uh, that intensity? Because Liverpool do play an intense brand of football. They do they do press. Yeah. They do harry the opposition. Could it be... And obviously, it's been a strange season with a small pre-season and we've got straight into it with game after game after game and Klopp's been one of the main ones moaning about that, as we know. And <laughs> is, is it just natural that we're going to see the occasional drop-off in intensity and it might have just all got a bit much for them. Like do, when you watch Liverpool, either of you, what I'm saying is, do you do you sense a drop off in intensity that might be just from the last couple of years and just not being able to do it anymore? When they're not refreshing the squad, like some teams have in the past, you know, because as you said, they only brought in uh, Thiago. So it's pretty much the same squad as we've been dealing with for the last couple of years. Is it just a drop in intensity?
0: Uh, that's definitely a huge huge part of it um i haven't done this study but i i would not be surprised my intuition tells me that the teams that do the most pressing actions on average are also the teams that are suffering um the biggest drop-offs in their underlying numbers this season uh, i do know for a fact that the pressing numbers on the league averages across all the big leagues in the last from like two seasons ago to last season which was half covid to this season which has been all covid um, have seen precipitous drops every every stage, mm. uh, especially with how crowded things have gotten this year. Like your teams are just exhausted. Like straight up, that's just what that is. Um, so I would I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool's numbers are made significantly worse because of that fact. And I do think that like that also shows the difference between Pep and Klopp, because Pep saw that coming down the tubes.
3: Mm.
0: You know saw saw that on its way and was like, okay, I'm going to change my system so that my guys don't have to run as much. Yeah, and look where they're at now. And Klopp was like, okay, no, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my my system more unstable so that my players have to run more and make it harder and like, you know, look what's happening there. So I I think that's a very, very, very intuitively correct line of thinking, Ian, and I'd be very curious to see if the data backs it up because I'd be surprised if it didn't. All right, well, let's keep going down the fixture list. Um, Do either of you have particularly strong opinions about Wolves 1-0 lead from Friday? I didn't Um, watch it, I don't think. I don't remember watching it if I did, which...
2: (laughs) Nice to see a funny own goal. Yeah, it's it is nice to see a funny own goal. You don't get them very often, so yeah. I feel for the uh the boy. I like I like calling younger players boy. I'm just leaning into my age now. They're all younger than you apart from Jaggy Elka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Established. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um but uh yeah, so a shame for him, but uh, it is good to see a funny own goal, isn't it? And uh Bamford didn't score, so I'll I'll leave the FPL stuff. I'll leave the FPL stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, um, Mr. Simpson, then go ahead and cue the jingle, please. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be.
2: Burnley of the week.
0: Anytime you have a team that does a third of their opponent's XG and still manages to get a point out of that. (laughs) And that team is literally named Burnley. They are going to be Burnley of the week. (laughs) So Burnley zero, West Brom zero. Burnley, 0.5 to West Brom's 1.7. West Brom, 10-man West Brom.
1: 10-man for the last hour of the match. Against against the worst team, even worse than my shit team. And your shit team beat my shit team 3-fucking-nil. And then 10-man West Brom. 10-man very attacking West Brom. (laughs) 10-man... Some of the players in attack should pass just that little bit sooner and not be so selfish, or they would have won that game 3-0. West Brom, what the fuck? This is like a Watfording and a Burnleying in one fucking go. A lesser spotted. <laughs> sure we never normally see it with both ends of the spectrum, but just fuck off Burnley.
0: <laughs> that sums it up, yeah. I just wanna bring up the fact that they suck so bad. <laughs> Just West Brom are fuck. genuinely one of the worst teams I've ever seen play in the Premier League. And they, on 10 men, triple XG'd Burnley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> D- did
1: you not watch their attacks under 10 men? It was phenomenal counter play. Oh, Blade. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was, they like, were good really good. Ainsley Paint and Tiles was great. Um, D- uh, not D'Angano. Who's the other one? Uh, Pereira. He was great. Um, Stake Diane. He was great. <laughs> Apart from, again, yeah, he should have passed a couple of times. But never mind. But, yeah, Burnley. <sighs> And he's still on the Premier Why are they. <sighs> it's
2: what I enjoy about Chuck. So obviously, we've got the video, but I know for a fact that listening at home, you'll be able to know what Chuck is doing. His head, his head is in his hands, it comes over in his voice. It's just. <laughs> I, just, hate, I, just
1: hate, I just hate them. I just <laughs> fucking fucking hate them. <sighs> I wish we didn't have to do a stupid feature on them every week. I wish they could just fuck off. And then we could, like, do a new jingle or something. Anything.
0: Do you want to rename it the uh Mourinho of the Week?
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Do go you on. want to
0: hear Mourinho's voice every week? Will we make him the jingle?
1: Yeah. Oh, let's workshop that. Off air. <laughs> this is off air discussion. <laughs> now there's an, even more reasons for Burnley to go down. Especially because Fulham. Fulham, the mighty Fulham, yeah. they're coming
0: back. Yes, let's uh let's bring that fixture in then. Also Saturday, February 20th, we had Fulham 1 Sheffield United. Zero, Fulham 1.2 to Sheffield's 1.0. So probably a 1-1 draw would have been the more fair result. But Fulham getting a big win in the relegation race. Shout out Fulham. Shout out Ruben Loftus-Cheek looking pretty good in that match.
1: Seven points in a week or something, Fulham?
0: Yeah, Scott Parker was quite uh, happy and hit the post-match presser. I just watched it to see his beautiful, beautiful face. (laughs) Uh, I will listen to that man say anything. Um, But he was saying how happy he was with the seven points that they got, how big that is, the fighting spirit that they showed. Etc. Etc. Uh, checking in on the title race. They are now only three points behind Newcastle. Newcastle do have a game title. in hand. Title race? Is that? What <laughs> Did I say title race?
2: <laughs> Relegation race. <laughs> the title of finishing seventeenth. Survival. Survival race. The race. <laughs> yeah, to the survival race. Let's Escape to that. victory.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, only three points out now. Fulham slowly clawing their way back. Yeah, uh, and their underlying numbers are definitely better than in the other teams in that race they're between southampton and wolves in their underlying numbers so like you know looking pretty good
1: yeah they'll be they'll really be hoping that man united get a win tonight to keep them to three points away from newcastle because then i think they'll be even on games played they've got a bit of a nicer run now i mean i know palace yeah. come up in that run so fucking they can have the three points fucking, <laughs> whatever. um didn't want them anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, this is is it, and we've said for a couple of weeks now, like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that I started it, but I did start on this podcast, being (laughs) positive about them and making Oscar stop last week to give uh, Safira gold, gold, Gold. um, the credence and the airtime it deserves, but for Lamar, they're, they're clicking and they're doing really well, so... At this point, it would be a shame to see them go down, especially when you have got other teams
2: around there. Oh, there's so the, many more teams I'd rather see go down than Fulham. There's definitely.
1: so many more teams that literally don't fucking deserve. They just don't deserve it. Like, like Sheffield United do not deserve, although yeah. they have been very unlucky. Granted, in this game, they definitely 100% should have had a penalty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, um, they should have. Yeah, you're absolutely right. How you look at that and don't give a penalty, I've got no idea. Yeah, absolutely exactly. no idea. Yeah, um, West Brom should fuck off. Burnley should fuck off. Uh, based
1: on this year, Palace should just fuck off. Um, <laughs> Brighton, well, they can just fuck off anyway. Newcastle, fucking like right now, there's so many teams. That are just yeah, there. there
0: it is. Yeah, there are six teams worse than Fulham by the underlying numbers. Palace are there, Chuck, Yeah, sorry. I know.
1: And you showed me this lovely little fucking table, and oh, it's always nice when my eye test is just confirmed by data. I love it. I love it so much. Mm.
0: I was not sending you that for the palace of it, right? It's
1: your fucking <laughs> XG differential per ninety, prick.
2: <laughs> oh, that's <sighs> Goodness me.
0: Yep. Um, Go on, give your stats. No, I, I'll, I'll switch to a different stat if you don't want to talk about the one that includes <laughs> palace being bad. Um, wait, this. Wasn't, uh, wait, hang on. Are are you
1: telling me He's found the golden telling me? <laughs> There's a. I got a golden stat. <laughs> There there is a stat out there where Palace aren't potentially in the bottom three, four. Yeah, that is the uh,
0: 538 relegation odds because you guys do have that nice points cushion. Um, But this this, uh, week of results did bring Fulham down below 50% relegation for the first time. Come on! They're still third most likely. Um, But we have Sheffield United with 97%, West Brom with 98%. And then the next one after that is Fulham with 47. Then Newcastle, then Palace. Uh,
3: mm.
1: But,
0: but you know, Fulham below 50% relegation. That's, you know, on the way up.
1: Also, I mentioned about Fulham's good run coming up. Um, it's Palace, Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City. Oh, they've expended all their good fixtures, have they? <laughs> okay. that, that was the past. That was the past yes. I was remembering. <laughs> but, but the games you got to get points from, you get points from. That's it. Good. So they won't worry about that. They'll worry about the bit afterwards. Um, which is Leeds, Villa, Wolves, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. Like, <laughs> they've still got Burnley to play. They've still got Newcastle to play. Like Newcastle on the last day of the season. Oh, that's a juicy one. Imagine that if we get that. Big things, big things happening for Fulham. Rubin's looking great again. Yep. Adamola Lutman's look, looking yeah, great. Absolutely.
2: I like the look of the new boy as well. Maha. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: taking it as a soft J, like jogging, um, is, is how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's do that then. Yeah, Maha. Maha. Good vibes. Party times.
0: All right. Well, that should do it for Fixtures then. Um, we do have a couple of more, but none of us really care about them. So we'll just go ahead and take a quick break. And we will be back after the jump with some FPL and some Bluffer and all that good stuff. So we'll see you yeah, in Yeah,
1: Jeff, your team's so shit, we're not even going to fucking talk about them. Peace!
0: <laughs> 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 Hey fellas, we are in the thick of winter and a storms a-brewin'. It looks like 1 to 3 inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taken place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. And because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced, the trimmer is also waterproof, So that you can trim in the shower, or a jacuzzi if you are a savage. Ian, when was the last time you shaved your balls in a jacuzzi?
2: (laughs) Straight in there. Uh, I don't know, but it's the sort of thing I aspire to. (laughs) I'm going to have to get a jacuzzi just so I can attain that level of luxury.
0: I think you can rent them for the weekend, can't you?
2: I, I, you know that I have That's I don't know scared. if you, <laughs> you, you I don't know, know I if have. you can return them once they're full
1: of your pubic hair but <laughs> <Yeah>. if, <laughs> Gloss if <over> that. <laughs> to be honest with the lawnmower 3.0 you will feel like so much of a baller that you'll just be running <laughs> through jacuzzis
2: <laughs> <laughs> order jacuzzis left right and centre to show off your uh, pristine balls I mean this is this is the thing with the with the manscaped uh, performance package it's, it's about the quality and uh this is what you should aspire to as a gentleman these days. So, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 in this performance package, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the performance boxer briefs, which I'm wearing and like I'm putting them through the wash way more than my other stuff because I want to wear them all the time. I've only got one pair, I need to get some more pairs of these. So comfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just about the lawnmower, they also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from the disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant and with 20% off you'll get free shipping at manscaped.com using the code mop20 that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code mop20 thanks manscaped for making our winter wieners look so good
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the Predictor League, the League of Predictions, a defunct section that we hardly ever do. And I just updated the spreadsheet after about seven game weeks, and the positions of the teams didn't really change because everything's about where it should be in the league with predictions for Predictor League. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Predictor League, yeah. Uh, What's the Predictor League, Chuck? <laughs> Everyone sent us predictions where they thought the teams would finish at the start of the season. Uh, well, not finish at the start of the season. At the start of the season, they are in <laughs> alphabetical, so it would be really easy to get zero points. Um, and basically, where the teams are now, based on your predictions, the deviation from that point to get you a score. It's like golf. The lower the score, the better. And yeah, it's been a, a bit of a weird one. Last year, around this point, we were starting to get down to about the 30 mark or so. So, like, on average, you were about one and a half, two places wrong. Um, with your predictions. Chris Smith is top. He's got 58. Uh, yay. Ooh, and then okay. uh, Gabriel <laughs> and the average between the three of us is in joint second. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> uh, maths. Well, so, Ian, you and I are joint fourth at the minute with about four other people. Uh, shout out producer, girlfriend, have a defender of the realm, Nate Whittam, and uh, Van Damstam Stam as well as the father of the other Oscar. And James Doncaster. Um, But yeah, and then Oscar's uh, 21st. Um, (laughs) True to form. True to form. (laughs) Never change, buddy. But yeah, the average between the three of us is higher than that because it is the average position of the teams rather than our scores, because maths and numbers, and we are greater than the sum
0: of our parts
2: if one of us put man city first one of us put them second one of us put them third you'd have put them second in the second. average yeah gotcha okay I see.
0: very good at averages <laughs> very nice mr Stimson.
1: so yeah it gets us um well we're, we're two points better
0: well <laughs> speaking of the numbers being weird and like everyone everyone sucking this year because the table's weird i did have a special request this week for the predictor league so i'm curious to yeah, see. yeah i how know it your
1: stupid fucking table we get it palace of 19th it's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh we just sorted by expected goal difference per 90 off of a football references website and then copy pasted that in as the table as it would be now if the underlying numbers were the truest yeah
1: and it's really weird um and like you look at the predicted table and you see things like ah oh, palace are 19th and ah oh, fulham are 14th in this league and ah oh, brighton are 6th um and you think well that's fucking mental That team, that is currently winning the Predictor League. Um, So (laughs) even though you look at that thing and you see numbers and it's all over the shop, it's still better than all of us.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so depressing.
0: So even in this crazy year... (laughs) The underlying numbers are uh, are doing better at predicting things than any of any of us.
1: Hang on a minute. Is this, a, is this another thing where you've just brought it in to show that you're right, but just like
0: low-key? <laughs> key. No, I genuinely thought this would be really funny because it's such a weird fucking year. Like you said, Brighton are in like sixth in the expected numbers table and Palace are at the fucking bottom. <laughs> like,
1: um, excuse how? me. West Brom, prop us up. Thank you very much. Hodgson out.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. And like Liverpool are third, but they're in the sixth anyway. So I thought it would be really bad, but turns out it is bad, just not as bad as Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, well done, everyone. Hang your heads. Oh, Daniel James has just scored as well. There's just disrespect oh, flying yeah, all over the, the, the disrespect place.
1: Disrespect of. <laughs> Just,
2: oh dear
1: Jesse this, Lingard
0: scored again as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh this is the anti-mop season This is disgusting this is, this is
0: fucking- <laughs> It does feel like it a bit It really does Although you guys are going to win uh, League One So it can't be that bad Yeah but we're not a real team Come on <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know what I am Midbury United
2: not Chelsea of
0: League One you got Tuchel of League One making halftime changes Oh, we it's Chelsea, on man League One. Man, one. I, I think
2: we're the man, everyone's calling us the Manchester United of League One because we keep going behind and then winning other than this week other than this week doing. and the other week <laughs> yeah. where you've won to nil yeah well, uh, come, come here with your facts <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United of League One
1: yeah well speaking of I guess if we're going to talk about um pointless people scoring in games and you caring about it. Fantasy football.
3: Woohoo! <laughs> Ian, talk
1: us through. What's been going on in FPL? What is, what is, what am.
2: Well, yeah, so it was a it was a very, very mini double game week uh this week. So the only extra uh the only extra fixture is Southampton Leeds, which at the time of recording is still yet to play. Um I took a risk and decided that I'd go against what everyone else seemed to be doing. Uh, everyone else seemed to be captaining Bamford, and I decided to captain Ings. Much of a muchness, really, wasn't it? How much sleep did you lose over
1: that pointless fucking decision?
2: Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. It all came out in the wash, really, hasn't it? But um, I was worried when I saw that Bamford's like effective ownership in the top 10K, not that I'm anywhere near the top 10K, was like 180%. I mean... You can't get so, more than 100%. You can't... No, no, but you know how it works. No, I don't no, I don't. no, I don't. And I don't well, you see should... what
1: the point of it is. It really annoys me. <laughs> well, it does matter. I, it matter. I'll tell you okay, why it matters. On. Okay, tell me exactly why effective ownership matters. Well, no, it, do- it doesn't matter in oh, the absolute oh, right, scale. Did, right, you, no. did you notice that, Oscar? That literally it took one, <laughs> one sentence for him to go 180 <laughs> on his...
0: As the as the arbiter of all things mathy on this podcast, let's leave it to me to decide if this thing is useful or not. So, Ian, explain no, it to me. I'm not saying it's
2: useful, right? I'm not saying it's useful. Okay, so why bring Because what I'm saying is, once everything's once everything's locked in, you can look at it and just go, and you can know what you're pulling for. So, for instance, tonight, I own Bruno Fernandez, but for every point he's going to get, my rank will drop right. because his effective ownership is over 100. percent There's enough oh, people. So, oh, so him. your rank wouldn't drop if you didn't own him. If, if I did own him, obviously it would drop even more. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're absolutely right. Owning yeah. him gives me the protection of the 100% ownership. Yeah. But he's owned by, effectively, 115% because so many people have captained Bruno Fernandez. Okay.
0: So it just means... 15% specifically, yeah. wouldn't Yeah, so it therefore, be- f- well, if you own no, him, then no, only, 15% no, are on. ahead
1: of you. If you don't own him, 115% <laughs> of players are ahead of you. Hence why effective ownership is fucking pointless and if anything, you want to own the players that are high rather than not cheering for them to score.
0: It doesn't make sense.
1: You're all getting your balls in a bunch over fucking nothing. Just ignore it. All I'm saying
2: is that I would have very much suffered had Bamford scored... Andings not, and as it was with them both blanking, it was fine. But you're absolutely right. Obviously, points is the ultimate arbiter. Points, but try telling Oscar that. So, you know, it's not expected points. But like, di- no,
1: I can't tell Oscar that during the season. I can tell him it post season when reality exists for a while.
2: <laughs> that was just. So, I'm sorry, Oscar. That was just the ultimate deflection tactic. Yeah, I, on, I,
0: I got. While you guys were rambling about it and, oh goodness, and not and listening. with anyway. each other like small children, <laughs> I looked up the equation for you. So I have an equation just to make it even mathier. Uh, Effective ownership is two times the percentage of the top ten K managers who have captained a manager, plus the single percentage of the top ten K managers who have started but not captained a player.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. (laughs) But if (laughs) you don't own a player, it
0: doesn't fucking matter. No.
2: Yeah. I'm. um (laughs) I don't know what you want me to argue here because I'm only arguing that it's worth it. It's worth looking at so you know whether you're pulling for a player to score or not. That's all. You're
1: always pulling for a player to score. Well, or not score do you own them or do you not exactly if you don't own them you don't want them to score if you own them want them to score and if you're worried about your captaincy choice make a different one in the first place
3: <laughs> it's just oh, so okay.
1: like you you're trying to add logic into something that doesn't need logic own players what do score many points don't earn players what don't own score, score points
0: ah. All right, so all this extra fancy thinking clearly isn't doing anything for anybody, Chuck, is the reigning FPL champion. So Ian, how is your team doing relative to his? I'm assuming that you're losing by many, many, many points given that it's so simple. You fucking (laughs) prick. (laughs) 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 I don't know the answer to that, but I'm assuming that Ian is ahead. I don't actually know because it's such a low-scoring
2: week this week. It has been absolutely appalling for Mm. for virtually everyone. Sterling finally paid off some people, but they'll have probably got rid of him.
0: So his effective ownership went down.
2: It's ownership madness. Effectively, Um,
0: Effectively.
2: what what am I on? I'm on 34 as it stands on the actual site. Uh, Very. I don't know
0: about FPL, but that sounds like a small number.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm on 31, so it's definitely a small number. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got three three leads boys to play: uh, McCarthy in goal, and uh, Ings captain still to go. I'll always take a goalkeeper with two fixtures, even though Pope's sitting there with eight points on my bench fucking laughing at me not my bench
1: um no well yeah played. well anyway but you know what's coming up this this week is another time yeah it's and big one. what was fantastic and you probably won't have seen this oscar because you um i just tuned out to it but <laughs> they announced the double fixtures <laughs> after the deadline of the previous week yeah. so like people oh, would normally no! plan and say like i'm gonna wildcard yeah. the bench boost nah at like 6.31 on Friday, they dropped the next beautiful. week's fixtures to go, oh yeah, by the way, these eight teams have got a double.
0: <laughs>
2: it these was nuts. so beautiful. It was so good. I mean, yeah, the obvious thing, wild card bench boost, you had to wild card blind. And if you were doing that, my condolences. Um, but yeah, Premier League really knowing what they're doing there. So... We've got the biggest double we've had in a long, long time coming up. So if you're looking ahead to game week 29, where there's a blank, but you still want to retain teams who are doubling in 26, the only teams you've got to pick from, uh, Fulham, Spurs, and Villa, uh, which is not a not a big pool at all. But there you go. So they've they've really dropped it on us now. And I'm I'm genuinely thinking it's so sort of confusing trying to do this. Because I'm gonna save the wild card until after the blank now, I've decided. And just wild card for the one running after the blank. So I'm I'm genuinely thinking about literally just playing it week by week. So even though I know Southampton have got a double in 27, I'm thinking of moving Ings and McCarthy out this week and just getting like Martinez and maybe even Maha. Maha. Uh, Maha. Uh, so, so I've got um, people who will play in the in the blank and then just worry about next week, next week. Because the double is Southampton and Man City, isn't it? Well, do I want Southampton yeah, players? Yeah, so you don't want that Southampton Exactly, anywhere. I probably don't want Southampton players anyway. No. So I just think I'm going to probably try and play this one fairly aggressively. And then I will be bench boosting, uh, like Pope, who has a double, and then the three Leeds players who have single. Oh so you're going to you're going to bench boost this week. Yeah, that's that that is the plan. I I, I'm th- I haven't done it yet but I'm thinking of that minus 4 that I just mentioned and then yeah my bench boost would be uh double pope and the three leads players um who play villa. So yeah, I think that'll be my bench bench boost and I would hope for a good sort of I don't know 16 20 points off of that bench boost maybe. I don't know.
0: I mean yeah, I mean I'm looking at the satchel best right now uh with that double game week that no one expected I didn't realize <laughs> had <that> happened. <laughs> Um, and they are looking like being able to field a full 11 of double game week players and nice. two free transfers plus 3.9 in the bank going into game week 26. Good place to be. So that's a good place to be, but I don't, so I'm going to have to figure out what the hell's going on with the blank right after or something. I don't know. I'm going to have to no, but you've it.
1: still got, uh, a and you, uh, Stats robot still got free hit shit, right?
0: No, just bench boost. Oh. Just the bench boost. Wild card? Uh, yeah, we haven't used the second half Wild card.
2: So then you've got to make a decision about the thing is if you wildcard into that blank, the teams that are playing are pretty ropey. So you I, have... I think I'm just gonna take that week as a bye week, to be honest. Just forget about it.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna like if something happens like I'm not I'm not wasting a free hit chip on any of those teams. Like if I look at that based oh, right, on the form... not even
2: using the free hit. No,
1: what's the huh. point? What okay. am I gonna gain potentially gain from it? Like there's so much dross. I won't own any Brighton players, that's just a fact. So that automatically limits yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a it's a bad blank. It's not going to be based on yeah. form.
0: Yeah, like who are you even bringing in?
1: Well, exactly. And even at the minute, like based on form, I might get rid of Sun who's about to play Burnley and Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. Like I might be getting rid because well, I might not now because of Madison, but my plan was just go ham on Leicester. Like Leicester look great. They're attacking. It's yeah. fun. Vardy loves it against
2: "Quote unquote big teams," and they play Arsenal. Leicester are loving it against anyone at the minute. We didn't we didn't talk about the Villa Leicester game, but I mean they they look great. And Madison took a knock, but I mean yeah, Leicester just they're great great to watch as well. It's fun owning their players, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Based on form at the minute, like you want Man City players, uh,
1: you probably want some Man United players just for goals. Who else? Leicester. Like there's not a whole lot. Don't you know get doubles in for the sake of doubles, but. Yeah. At the moment, I've got, well, at the minute, I've got 12 players on doubles. 12? One, two, okay. three, four, 11. 11 players in the whole thing that have doubles. If I do two swaps, which are probably, I know I got him in for this week, but I'd probably get rid of Ings. Um, just because yeah. Southampton, they're still a bit meh. It was a punt for a while and I, yeah, I've got yeah. the ability to just make punty things and I can do Ings and Suchek. Yeah, because so, West Ham have got, city and then they don't have the best thing and Suchek like I wanted to own him just because I was sick of not getting his points and then I never play him anyway or well, seemingly no one yeah. ever does so <laughs> yeah maybe I'd get rid of Suchek and Ings for like Vardy and Barnes or Vardy and Madison or something yeah, yeah. how tasty. are you on Villa players how am I available? Martinez ah uh, you gotta get Grealish and Watkins in man well Grealish is like injured for a million years and Watkins is <laughs> a negative nice striker trying-
0: Fair enough. And with out, I forgot about that injury. With Grealish out, their numbers are gonna fall off a cliff because he is their numbers.
2: Yeah. He is numbers. So
0: actually sell, 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 sell,
2: as the Greal assets. <laughs> Well I'm getting I'm getting in the keeper, but yeah.
0: The keeper's the second highest second highest rated player in the entire game by the, the PQI.
2: Yeah, it's been I've been long overdue getting him. I should have had him weeks ago. It's been ridiculous.
1: He's a madness. So there you go. But by Leicester. Um try to make plans. If your plans will probably be unsuccessful, um, but you can't blame us. And um something about effective ownership. Uh and that's that's FPL rounded off.
2: Alright, let's go for the bluffer.
0: Bluffer time it's bluffer time. Gotta make some guesses now. Gotta make some guesses now. You can't Cause just it let is bluff for time. Bluffer time. Make a guess. Can you guess? Bluffer time. <laughs>
2: Right, okay, so let's play the bluffer. I've faded out much quicker than I was going to you <laughs> me.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yes, this is the bluffer. This is where uh, we have an ongoing competition. We play the best out of three every week with rotating hosts and we ask questions with multiple answers. The guys have a little auction on how many answers they think they can get.
1: Seven, nine.
2: And uh, Oscar <laughs> usually says seven regardless of the topic. I normally and... say nine. Big balls. Shades. massive balls. big balls manscaped.com code mod 20 um 3.0 balls
0: <laughs> you shouldn't get that looked at chuck <laughs> i don't think that's normal
2: <laughs> let's give this first question to chuck for the first bid oh hang on have we got a penalty here have we got a penalty man united, man united have got a penalty do i want bruno to score or not <laughs> who knows he scores <laughs> did you want it do you own bruno fernandez I do own him, yeah. Then
1: you want him to fucking score. <laughs> oh, I just see my rank Especially because he got a yellow card. And so now he's got an assist and a goal. Oh, I love yellow cards. Send him off. Send the fucker off. Has uh, <laughs> Marshall done anything? Still own him. Maybe I'll get rid of him. No. They've got a double and play Palace. Palace are awful. Oh, Marshall got subbed <laughs> off in the 70th minute. Fantastic. That was right, anyway. Like <laughs> they've got a guy on their bench called Shawtyre.
2: Tyre. Is that just a sponsorship opportunity? Maybe. Okay, Chuck. I have got here the top twenty traded currencies in the world. Oh. So I want to know the top twenty traded currencies in the world. They all have a turnover of over fifty billion US dollars. I'll give you that one for free. Um, one. So one. Yeah. I bid one. <laughs> I bid one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. So, uh. Is, like, fucking fake currencies going to be in here? Or
2: are you talking, like, real country shit? No, no crypto. No crypto. No Bitcoin. Good. No. Well, I wonder where it'd be, actually. That's a good point.
1: I'll go with four.
0: Uh, Seven, obviously.
1: (laughs) Were you always going to go seven no matter what?
0: I was, Chuck. I have to be honest. I actually had (laughs) an internship for a summer trading on a foreign exchange desk on Wall Street. Oh,
2: dear.
3: Oh
0: dear. But that was oh. like 15 years ago, so... Thanks for this category. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go seven. Eight. I can go nine. I'm just going to keep... Ten. I'm going to keep bidding. He's just trying to drive me up. Eleven. I mean, <laughs> Twelve. Thirteen. 40, no. I'll go 11. Twelve. I don't believe you, so go ahead and have it, even though I know I think I can take <laughs> this.
1: I don't know that many currencies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> uh,
2: All right, Chuck. So uh, the top, I'm looking for the top 20. You have bid 12. So uh, the most traded currencies in their daily turnover. I need 12 out of the top 20.
1: Is that what I said, 12? Yep. I remember saying 10. Can I go back to 10? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I've got 10 written down. I'd like 10. If you can just tell me what country they're from, Oscar, that would be really helpful. Um,
0: I can, I, I'll jump in with the assist for half a point here.
1: <laughs> I need to get the country and the, uh, the thing right, don't I? Fuck.
0: Well, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You yeah. do okay. really, yeah. Cheers, mate.
1: Uh, US dollar. Yeah, yeah, if I just said dollar and I got six answers, but I was also wrong at the same time. <laughs> yeah, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, 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 and urgh, because, yeah. uh, I don't know, Lesotho dollar yeah. is not there. It's not
2: in there. Yeah.
1: Um, Japanese yen. That is third. Uh, pound sterling.
2: Fourth. Euro. Second, you got the top four. Um,
1: I'm going to say... I uh, problem is I think it's the currency. I think it's like Chinese yuan. Eighth S- place because there's many people in. Oh, oh, just do countries with loads of people. Uh, uh, Australian dollar.
0: Hey, yeah, 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 that's like number five, or like it's like way up there. Sweet. That's because of the e- Eastern markets. Um, Australia was one of the first ones that got popular.
1: Oh, really? What other ones got popular? <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's another one right nearby that I can tell you about <laughs> that I think is probably on there.
1: Pe- peso? The peso. From
2: which country? The one that's in the list. <laughs> Me- Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Tenth spot. You've got seven. You've got five more. Five more. <laughs> five yeah, more. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> other countries Other countries with loads of people um, and increasing economies. I'm going to say Brazilian rei.
2: Nineteenth. Very good, Paul. Very good, Paul. Uh, Indian rupee. Seventeenth. Very good. You got nine. Three more. So I've got three on my list. Okay. But the problem is
1: two of them are probably wrong. Um. Oh. <laughs> that would be maybe a because of the Nazi gold. <laughs> um. I'm gonna say Swiss franc.
0: franc is seventh. You've got two more. Oh, no. I swear if Chuck gets this, I'm going to be... I'm just going to quit. I just quit. I'm just done forever. Like,
1: South African Rand. 20th. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) One more. Now, now, I've got two, and it's...
0: I can't believe I should have driven them higher than 12, Ian. 12.
1: That's nuts. (laughs) I'm going to say... I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Because it could be (sighs) I know so many more
0: I'm so sad
1: (laughs) Uh, Just because I can't tell between these two countries Should I just go for a complete punt I don't even have written down? That would be really Chuck, wouldn't it? That would be (laughs) very
0: Chuck I'm going to advise against it Canadian dollars
2: Beautiful work there Unbelievable
1: (laughs) I know so many more countries uh, Currencies than I thought Danish krona The Swedish krona will be there
2: Swedish is, but Danish is not Oh, is Norwegian there? Norwegian is fourteenth. Yeah. So
1: I had Danish and Norwegian written down. They were my last two (laughs) that I didn't go for, and then
0: Canadian just came from like
2: came from nowhere.
0: I have five more written down that Chuck didn't say. Can I rattle them? Yeah, please do. Uh, The Hong Kong dollar.
2: The Hong Kong dollar. Yep. The New Zealand dollar. The New Zealand dollar.
0: The South Korean won. Yep. And the Singapore dollar.
2: North Korea nil And the Singapore dollar Yeah So yeah. Between you <laughs> You made
0: yourself laugh <laughs> Oh dear Very nice oh, joke are
3: such a funny guy
0: <laughs>
2: So I think Between you You've got <laughs> Calm yourself down <laughs> between you you managed to get i think 18 of those i think there's only two that you've missed so do you want to hazard a guess at all by the way danish krona was 21st
1: oh so right there so so hang on so sweden we didn't
2: say russia 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 the The russian ruble is 18th yeah yeah there's one you're missing one more you're missing oh end of the day trades turkey turkish lira
0: Yep. wow I did not know the currency for that. I just remembered turkey because I believe the symbol for that is T-U-R.
2: I I didn't realize you had this previous trade in history, Oscar. And yet Chuck got the
0: point. Chuck got the point. point. Chuck, very well done. I'm so angry. Oh, my God. Well, I'm on tilt now, so take advantage of me in the next bidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take advantage of you anytime. Thanks, bud. Uh, Football pervert. Right. (laughs) Football pervert. Football deviant. Okay, Oscar, it's your bid, though. You can make amends here. Seven. I need to know the 26. There's only six. The the 26 code words in the NATO alphabet. The NATO phonetic alphabet.
1: Oh, okay. 26 Uh, and your
0: bid in seven. Let's start with seven. That's a good number. 26. Oh, holy shit. He's Beatles in it. I'll do the whole thing. God damn it. That means that I...
1: You can't take it yeah i wasn't giving you the chance <laughs> Alrighty then
2: okay chuck
0: i so. don't i don't know all 26 so you would have had this anyway Shall i bother
2: Shall i even bother dinging or should you, do you just want to go through them and um, I will... i'd
0: quite like
1: the dings you'd like the dings okay thank fine. you <laughs> i need the dings I, i'm gonna do these in order as well just to okay. make it easy for you thank alpha. you. alpha bravo charlie Yes, you are. Be a bit shit if I forgot my own name. <laughs> Delta. Echo. 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 Foxtrot. Golf. Hotel. India.
2: I didn't think about whether this would be Juliet. a good listening experience.
1: Oscar looks like he's having the greatest time.
3: <laughs> <so> angry. Kilo.
1: <laughs> Lima. Mike November The other podcaster Oscar
2: Can I just say I'm absolutely furious I'm not in the phonetic alphabet (laughs) (laughs) Yeah you're the only one I'm the only podcaster not in the phonetic alphabet It's absolutely outrageous
1: Yeah Papa Quebec (laughs) Romeo Have I broken the dings? Yeah
2: I can't get the dings out quick enough
1: (laughs) Sierra Tango. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have to let the old one play out.
1: <laughs> Uniform. Victor. Whiskey. X-Ray. Yankee. Cue the music. Zulu. Zulu.
3: Zulu. Zulu. It's
1: Zulu, it's Zulu for Z. An emphatic
2: victory for just
1: there. Absolutely. Twelve answers
2: followed by 26. That's how you do it in style, ladies and gentlemen.
1: That's like one of the only things because I I can't remember if we did it on the pod or not, or whether we did a thing with the Patreons. But I did like the Greek alphabet.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and I crushed and, it because I know the Oscar, whole okay, thing.
1: Oscar did exactly that, the whole thing, <laughs> and just went bang, 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 because they're all just mathematical terms as well. They're all they? math things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's why I studied yeah.
0: philosophy and I studied math. So oh, the, Greek got alphabet. the Greek alphabet's
2: <laughs> sewn up then. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> well played, Chuck. So that makes yeah, it uh, six points to Chuck, six points to me, and five points to Oscar. Oh, yeah. With... Six. I was going to say five, five, four, but uh,
1: time. Numbers.
0: Well, that felt unnecessarily prolonged. We could have just given him the points. He clearly knew all twenty six, but whatever. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure it was great listening, but <laughs> plenty of dings in there. So guess. Yeah, if you ever if you ever want to read your license plates out, now there you go. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm also really good at reading Roman numerals. Yeah, but uh, good, good, okay, That's about what good. I've got.
2: But um, <laughs> but thanks to Sam, he gave me the NATO alphabet one a long time ago, and thank I've thank you not very used much, it, Sam. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah and thanks to everyone else who gave me some i've got some in the bank for the future as well so there ian, we go. how many
0: of that alphabet do you think you could have named i'm curious um, he would have said
2: ian for i it's, it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of hard to say because i had you know i had it in front of me i don't know how many i would have actually known. i think i'd have been able to do them all
0: i think all of them really is that taught in england more i don't know all of them i would say i could probably do like 20-ish that i would know I don't know, I just... It seems weird to me that you both know all 26.
2: Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I don't know. I think I would have a good stab at... Yeah, I
1: think I probably would. I think would. it's just because it's, it's used quite a lot when you call people and they're reading out like obviously yeah. like car license plates and yeah. stuff like that. Do people
0: you... all use them over here? Or everyone just makes up their own.
1: Um, no, I, I, think they're I pretty would
0: well say
2: used. it depends if you're phoning a person or a company. Also, anyone who's anyone who's ever worked in a call centre will probably know them.
0: All right, well, but, yeah. well, very well done, Chuck. Yeah. That was very impressive. Thanks, mate. Well played. Well I'll played. take it.
1: And I'm presenting last uh, next week, so I needed yeah. a little bit of a buffer in the bluffer um so yeah i'll send i'll send you my
2: preferred categories on the side <laughs> oh yeah you've got your multi-category set up
1: yeah 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 and i've totally oh no i haven't replenished them yet thanks for reminding me um yeah i'll do that <laughs> send me some if you want <laughs> there we go then so if we're looking at fixtures obviously we're recording a sunday so at the minute man united three one is it
2: still three one three one with a few minutes to go yeah yeah so tomorrow i mean yeah if you've got sky sports
1: i guess watch brighton palace um, don't uh, God, I'm watch Who that, knows? definitely. Yeah, yeah, big time. Watch that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys must just be like really comfortable in your lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, that's nice. Like, I'm happy for you.
0: I don't have oh, that. That's good. Um, I think it's called just trying is. to be friends. <laughs> well, <I'm pretty laughs> you're, sure not, the you're not watching
1: Palace, so someone's go. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Tuesday, 23rd of February, is Leeds, Southampton. We then move Come into. On, Game week 26, uh, Saturday kickoff. So don't worry about the Friday deadline, which probably caught out a few people. Um, Raf, probably. Bless him. Petrol and <laughs> a diesel. Um, diesel and petrol, whatever it was.
3: Uh, Man City, West Ham kick us off
1: at 12.30. Then we've got West Brom, Brighton, Leeds, Villa, Newcastle, Wolves. Moving on to the Sunday, Palace Fulham, Leicester, Arsenal, Spurs, Burnley, Chelsea, Man United, Ooh, Sheffield Chelsea, United, Man United, Liverpool. Yeah, Chelsea, Man United. How how are you feeling on yeah. that one, Oscar? Feels like a bit of a test, uh, doesn't it?
0: Preemptively annoyed at whatever happens because either <laughs> way, there's going to be terrible takes on both sides, and I'm just going to fucking deal with like angry, surly people on Twitter, either one side or the other of every issue. So yeah, sorry about that. Excited, I guess. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> question we go? mark. Uh, we then move on
1: to Monday, the first of Jesus Christ, the first of March. Um, Everton, <laughs> Southampton. This is these are the double fixtures. Question mark. No, Everton, Southampton is still the single fixture. <laughs> On Tuesday, Man City, Wolves, yeah, then Burnley,
3: Leicester,
1: Sheffield United, Villa, Crystal Palace. Why do we play twice for fucks that in one week?
2: Because <laughs> Man United got through in the cup, didn't they? <sighs> <sighs> Fucking yeah, but why more Palace? Why can't we have just like,
1: <laughs> take a week off?
2: Just call it three nil. Tottenham,
1: Spurs, week Spurs. <laughs> West Brom, Everton, Liverpool, Chelsea again. So a big week for Chelsea. Very big week. Uh, we mentioned the Man United one, but that's probably bigger. Um, we'll record in the middle of that, so we'll get some takes, hot takes, cold takes, any kinds of takes. Tepid, tepid takes. Tepid, lukewarm. All kinds of bits. So thank you very, very much for listening. We have been the Miles Offside podcast. You have been beautiful and wonderful listeners. Thanks to all of our Patreons. Everyone out there, please like, rate, review, spread the word. Say goodbye, Oscar.
0: No racism stories this week. Yay! Well,
1: fucking hell. Yeah, what a good. That shouldn't feel like a victory. Say goodbye, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. And we love all of you. I mentioned him earlier, but, Nate, you're a good lad.